This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. Uh, I'm privileged to serve uh, Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back at the home office here with Rocky. Welcome back, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. Welcome back to you. You've had <laughs> yeah. quite a tour of California. With, you've been with our brothers in Redding and Sacramento, and before that, down to Pismo Beach and Bakersfield. So you've been yeah. kind of a busy boy, haven't you? I have been, yes. It's been uh, fun being out with the guys and just seeing uh, what guys do up, up close and personal in all yeah. these different regions. Yeah. And, been getting to do some of the interviews out there on the road, which has been fun. Um, but I, I told uh, Rocky that I, th- I think people really want to hear from him. I, I, I continue want to hear wisdom from from our founder Rocky and uh, on different topics and things. And you know he's humble about that, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep prodding him to do that. So uh, today we uh, I, I told him what was on my heart uh, was to discuss something that we we talk a lot about this when we're doing guide training when we're trying to explain what the journey's all about um, we talk about a this is a vertical journey this is a, a journey to go vertically to the king and uh, and we say that because to contrast it a lot of things that we've seen have been horizontal they've they're driven horizontally and so Rocky uh, we got a lot we can talk about on this, but yeah. let's just dive in and explain the difference between an, a vertical journey versus a horizontal expression. Right. And, Brian, I think that we have to use the word intentional. Mm-hmm. We're intentionally vertical. Right. And uh, now where does this come from, and, and what is the comparison, and why do we do it, and mm-hmm. how do we do it, and what must we do to protect it? Those are the key questions in it, because it's part of our DNA. And we say that all the time. So let's talk about horizontal. You know, uh, I would say the majority of men's ministries that I have seen within churches and, and either other men, other ministries, and, and I'm saying and they're good too. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm just saying that they tend toward being driven horizontally. They're about developing relationships with other men. They're about men holding men hold, holding them accountable to to walk a path, uh, a right path, um, to be together, to create community, so that they can, in a lot of ways, stay out of trouble. And um, men tend toward when they're idle, they tend toward getting in trouble. And so that's why it's horizontally driven. A lot of them uh, are about the not only the relationship and the time, but also there's teachings that come out of that, and it's a way to download some teaching. Now, the here's the contrast. What we're trying to do is not have a teaching ministry. We're trying to create self-feeders. So we're trying to help people learn how to seek and find wisdom uh, in their private studies with with God through journaling. And that's why uh, journaling through scriptures, that's why we're, we spend a lot of time in helping them learn how to use the STAR, which is Scripture, Thought, Application, and Reply. It's an acronym, but it's basically creating conversation with God. Mm -hmm. So we're intentionally trying to create self-feeders. But our greatest intentions is to move a man into close proximity with Christ, not with each other. 
And so when we have our journey groups, we tell them up front that, that we are vertically driven, uh, uh, excuse me, ver vertically oriented and grace driven. Yes. Uh, and our orientation is vertical because what we want to do is move people toward the king and create accountability there. Now, if we were to do it the other way and we went horizontal in order to go vertical, most of the time we don't get beyond horizontal mm. because people hang out in their stories, hang out in their relationships and really don't move intentionally vertical. Mm. And we have found that intentionality is very important because it's difficult. Because we have to get out of ourself, we have to get out of our world, so to speak, and, and go to another place. And that has to be intentional. Discipleship is intentional. And it requires discipline and dedication to, to really learn to walk in close proximity with Christ. It's a journey. And so when, when we come together, uh, we're not going to neglect the fact that men need relationships. We know that. But what we do believe is that in John 15, which is the central theme of what we're trying to use in our discipleship process, when Jesus says, if you will abide in me, you will bear fruit. Now, that fruit, Brian, is very vast, as we know. That fruit looks like transformation in a man's life. That fruit looks like reconciliation with marriages and with relationships across the board, right? Mm -hmm. But we also know another fruit occurs, and that is when a group of men and a group of women, when they do it as well, because we have women groups now that are thriving. But when we see these believers that are gathering together with an intentional purpose to help each other go vertical and go into that close proximity of Christ, here's a fruit that comes out of it. It builds stronger relationships with each other. Hmm. It goes from uh, friendships to covenant relationships. These are relationships that tend toward being with each other for the duration. These are the ones that are closer than a brother or sister. These are the ones that Christ uh, was looking for when he was talking about building the church. So that's a snapshot of vertical. Yeah. Well, and, and I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking back to when I first met you and you were trying to explain these things to me, you know, in the very beginning when we were just getting to know each other. And my only uh, frame of reference was an accountability group. Mm -hmm. It was like six guys, and our job was to kind of hold each other accountable. And But the problem is we're just like comparing each, ourselves to one another, and we got we got our eyes on the wrong person. Yeah, right. We need to, you know, we're supposed to be ascending up toward one. We want to hold ourselves accountable to Christ because right. he's a better standard than my brothers next to me, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it kind of cheapens it, cheapens our journey if we're just trying to do better than the next guy, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, and I remember you saying, because I went from six guys to 15 guys, and you said, Brian, you're going to, you'll see something different because this is vertically oriented. You can, those 15 guys, you can manage a 15 person group because everyone's going to be going up. And, and you said the walls would kind of fall down right. even, as guys start going vertical. Right. And I wasn't sure I, thought it was true I was just because I was new to all this but it was true right and we had better attendance 
and better fruit and better accountability mm-hmm. when everybody was going vertical than we did, you know, the other way. And of course, you used the the, the marriage triangle yeah. example, which I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that because right. that really explains it pretty well. So, why don't you explain the marriage triangle analogy? Well, I, now it's I've hard got, to do it now, over. I got to do a word picture. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, it's hard to do it this way. <laughs> okay, so imagine if you would a triangle, and we're drawing a triangle on on the on the whiteboard, like here in our office. And down at the bottom right-hand uh, corner is a, you draw a circle, and we say that's the husband. Uh-huh. And you go horizontally across from the husband, and you draw another circle, and that's the wife. Uh-huh. And then you go to the top of the triangle, and you put a cross up there, because that's Jesus, all right? Uh-huh. right? So if you look at that, you see that when the husband and wife are furthest from the cross, they're furthest from each other, mm-hmm. right? Now, when you began a husband and wife's ascent, vertical, and they began, they began moving toward Christ, each of them going that way, then the distance between them begins to diminish. And as they continue that journey, then they get into close proximity with Christ as a couple. Now Christ is now at the center of their marriage. Mm-hmm. And so now we have bridged a relational gaps there, walls. Uh, that man is from Mars and you know, women are from Venus is gone now. Yeah. We're not talking about those differences. We're talking about the unity of the spirit within that marriage because of their unity in Christ, mm. right? Mm-hmm. All right, now let's take that same image of the triangle and let's take the husband and wife out of it and let's put at the bottom of that Let's put a half a dozen circles, and we'll mm-hmm. call that a half a dozen men in a journey group, right? Yeah. And so here's the thing about men. As long as you are looking at horizontal, you're going to have differences. You're going to have a lot of things. You have age differences. You have culture differences. You have race differences. Theological differences. Yeah, <laughs> theological. I mean, you got the whole, whole gamut oh, yeah. of differences. And, and people like to hang out on differences, and differences is what keeps people distance, it keeps people from dis, from trusting, and keeps people from, you know, kind of coming together. Uh, we flock to the people that are like us, don't we? Mm. But those who are not like us, we stay away from them. But don't we miss something? Mm. Don't we miss a seasoning of their perspective and the way they look at things, their view of the prey that we often use? Mm. Now let's take that same group of guys and let's put them in that triangle and let's start moving them vertical. Look what happens. Then their dis- their distance begins to diminish. Mm-hmm. And then as you move all of those guys up to that cross, then they begin to circle that cross. Now what, we ha- what do we have in that group? We have a group where Christ is the center of it. Mm-hmm. Now that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to move the individuals in that journey group into close proximity with Christ. And as in every group, if it's healthy, we will help each other get there. Mm-hmm. The whole dynamic here, and I did this in 2001 when I met with our first group of guys. I said, I'm on a journey to, to, to discover what this means to have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. And I will help you get there if you will help me get there. Mm. And they committed and I wrote the curriculum that year uh, for those men. God gave it to me. He downloaded it to me. I came to him and said, what do I need to do, Lord? He says, go vertical. Mm. Make it about me. Always make it about me. 
let the destination always be to me, not about each other. Yeah. Don't let it go there. Don't spend your time on that. Spend your time in helping develop their relationship with me while you develop your relationship with me, and I will deal with their needs. I will deal with it. Mm. Now, some people say, well, yeah, but you know, you're missing out on um, taking care of a lot of their wounds and father wounds and councilman wounds and all the other things that you know they need to discuss and well not really we're not we're not neglecting that we're really trying to help them find the source of healing because mm-hmm. I don't think I can heal a man can you mm-hmm. no you think I can really enter a guy's life and know what he's really going through and say the right words at all the time and reach the depth of need that guy has I can't see it can you mm-hmm. but Christ can right and so that's the dynamic. That's the vertical dynamic. We want to go where he is there. We want to take men there where he is. We want to go together there. But you, but in order to do that, Brian, you got to make it. You got to make it intentional. Mm. And the reason why these things will deteriorate horizontally in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll have one guy that won't hang out on his perspective and his. Daddy wounds and various other things he's got going forever, and the group will never go anywhere. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and I, I wanted to go back to the marriage triangle just because I, I hadn't thought of this before, but, you know, somebody might say, well, if they just start moving horizontally towards each other, then the husband and wife would be close together, right? But they'll also be still far from Christ. You know, they'll be together, you know, theoretically, but they'll be far from Christ. And we've seen marriages that try to do that, try to do their marriage without Christ, yeah. and try to be the sufficiency for each other, and that never works either. Well, it's like a man trying to love uh, his wife like Christ loved the church. Can he really do that? Mm. He can't do it. But if he moves closer to Christ, Christ loves through him to her. That's how it's accomplished. Or we put false expectations on our spouses to be God for the, us. Mm-hmm. You know, women do it to men, men do it to women, and worshiping, putting their worship in the wrong place. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, back to the group dynamic, though. Uh, I was thinking about the retreat that you helped me lead when I first met you, and, and we did a we did a mountain climbing yeah. type theme because yeah. it was called Go Vertical, yeah. and we even bought some little carabiners that we gave as little uh, gifts uh-huh. to everybody. And at the end, we we did a ceremony where we put had a big long rope and we put it in a big circle, and everyone clicked clicked into the rope. Yeah. And there was this idea that we help each other to go vertical, and I thought that was kind of a neat thought you know i mean it is a vertical journey for us personally but sure there's he gives us brothers to help us on that journey to help lift us up well you know that was the second uh retreat that i had that uh, you know title and emphasis the first one was in california Mm. at malibu uh at the uh sierra retreat center Mm. uh with pete's uh group of men from his church when pete was a pastor out there the first one that that you went Uh to go oh wow and it was and and they said well what do you want to do and i said i'd like to go vertical they said what do you mean i said i'd like our emphasis to be our pursuit of christ Mm. and that's where uh i i led that conference uh, with that theme uh, had some guys out there that had gone through the journey group back here and and they want and the men out there wanted to know well, tell us about the journey group and I said I'm not going to tell you I'm going to let them tell you because mm. I think the fruit does the best job of, of describing a ministry rather than the ministry himself yeah and uh, so they were intrigued and then the message of going vertical then they began to understand it you know so many of these conferences are driven toward horizontal they're driven toward uh, 
just helping men have fun and have build relationships and whatever else they do. But again, the, the word is intentional. We've got to be intentional to try to break the mold, you know, break the way it's being done out there. There's something better than that. Mm -hmm. I think it's better because it's about moving in proximity to Christ, but I think that some people might argue with me and say that ours is better, and yeah. I'm not going to get into that. But I, and I don't want to sound like that, that I'm saying that we're better. I'm not. That's not the case here. I'm just saying there's a discovery here that began several years ago, and then as I started messaging that personally, and other people began, like yourself, began to understand that message and began messaging the same thing, that's how a ministry was formed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I used to always tell guys, you know, who's going to be with you in your dark night of the soul? Or who's going to be with you in your time of temptation when no one's around? Yeah. You, you, those guys won't be there. And you might be able to call them, I guess, but it's much better to be walking with the Holy Spirit yeah. and let Jesus help you in that time. You know, that, that's, that's what he wants. He wants to walk with us through life, you know. But but as a byproduct, you get those close relationships. That's the funny thing. You're not throwing out the relationships. As you said, the further you go up that triangle, you end up closer to those yeah. guys as everybody's going vertical. And these guys we see are like they're brothers for life. <laughs> well, aren't we? We are. I yeah. mean, we're, we're 20 years into a ministry that's still got the same people that's involved with this thing and more being added. And it's everywhere in the regions we're seeing the same thing happening. Uh, there's an organism that's growing because we are centered intentionally toward our relationship with Jesus. It's about intimacy with Him. It, it, that's our intentions. Uh, we don't have any other hope to give a man. We're not giving them any other hope except a, an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. And when we point Him there and He doesn't show up, then we have nothing else to offer. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you the truth. Every time a man is willing to Take that journey. If he's really serious, Jesus is always waiting for him. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you the rest of the story, his life is rocked. Mm -hmm. He will be changed forever. Yeah, He will be transformed. And we're seeing so much transformation because we're making it very intentionally about him. Mm. Well, I was thinking about the mountain climbing thought and and that I've never climbed a big mountain per se, but I, I know that it's got to be hard. Mm hard work and, and not easy and a lot of obstacles. And uh, and I, I I asked you if you would share a little bit of something that happened to you during the 40 days of prayer. One of the last days, I think, that we were here yeah. and you were praying and God was just really downloading kind of a, a, a picture to you. And once, would you explain that to our listeners? Because I think it all relates. Yeah, I, I did, said I wasn't going to do it because I'm afraid that somebody would think I'm coming across like some mystic. And I, <laughs> I'm a a kid from Mississippi, and I, I always think of myself that way, so I don't think of myself anything other than a guy who's trying to learn to walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I'm 73 years old, and I've been walking with him a, a pretty long time now. Uh, but it's not stale. There's always something that kind of shows up. That is, and I think it's important for us to understand about our journey with Christ. It's never going to be stale. It's always going to be living water and active if we are drinking. And so that 40 days of prayer was an opportunity for me to drink deeply, uh, differently mm -hmm. than I normally do. And I think that's what happens when you have a, a dedicated time to pray uh, or fast. That's another thing that 
you know, some people do have a hard time doing it, done it a little bit, but not like some people. But this was a uh, this was a time that uh, that when we came into our office, and I did it even when I wasn't in my office, but uh, the Lord just met me there in a very special way, and uh, I'm a a visual person, and I I, I see things. Uh, within the framework of, of imagination in a lot of ways. That's how I write. Uh, I feel like God tells me, gives me stories. He gives me uh, scenes that I describe in my books. So we have a, a way that, that we communicate and a lot of people would not understand that. Mm -hmm. and I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if they understand it. This is just me sharing something intimate with my king and me mm -hmm. but that was one of those times and uh, what had occurred is that in my prayer praying for all these people that we've had on the wall I was kind of taken out of that where I was not into the intercessory prayer as much as I felt like the Lord was calling me up to him to show me something and I felt like that uh, that I was at a very high place with him a very mountaintop type thing and I didn't see him per se I just heard his voice and knew he was there and felt his presence and and I felt I felt him say to me look around what do you see and, and I looked around completely 360 around that mountaintop and all I was saw was just a big plane around it an empty plane actually and I said well I just see a I'm in a high place and I'm overlooking a a large empty plane here and he said well look more closely and then I looked closer, more closely and I looked on the horizon there and I saw a city and I said well I see a, a city out there and he said yeah and I look what do you see and I said well I see a road that's going from the city to here he says well here's, I want you to be a messenger and I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the cities and I want you to tell them to come back to this mountain. And, uh, and I'll be on this mountain waiting for them. And I, and I realized that what the Lord was saying to me is that that's what we are, Brian, is we're messengers. And we're messengers to the people and we're messengers to help the people to come back to him. Not to us, not to make it about us, but to always create a road back to him and it represented the mountain represented him and that place with him but there's an interesting aspect to it because and this is a little bit complex but but I felt like that people were coming there but they had big backpacks on their backs and it represented a lot of hindrances that kept them from climbing that mountain to be in that place with him and you know God is a holy God and when he invites us into an intimate abiding relationship, the invitation has come. But he also remember we, he's holy now. So in order for us to come into his presence, then there are things that we have to give up. Uh, a man might have to give up pornography for sure and lust and anger and bitterness and wounds and a multitude of things that stand in the way of an intimate abiding relationship with holy God. And he's given us provisions for those. He's given us a forgiveness, but he's also given us an opportunity to repent and shuck off that burden. 
and they have to be shucked off. And that was one of the things that he said to me, they can't climb the mountain and come up here with me as long as that backpack's on them. But if they'll begin to, to unload the contents of that backpack, it'll lighten, and they can begin to climb this mountain, and I'll be waiting for them. Mm. And that, that kind of gave me a picture of what it means to help a man uh, in the journey, in, in vertical, is to help them to uh, learn what it is that stands in the way of an abiding relationship. That's what discipleship does. It, it helps them identify the, the holiness of God, uh, the sin in our life, uh, the forgiveness in, that he's given to us, the opportunity for the relationship. And, and certainly doing business with those things that get in the way. That's just part of discipleship. That is the sanctification process. That is the process of becoming more Christ-like. And when we began to get those things out of the way, and we began to climb that holy mountain, going vertical now, and we enter into that presence, we are now in an abiding relationship with Him. And now we've got a, a point of view mm. that He's showing us. Mm. And I was there, he, he said, now look more closely at those cities. What do you saw? see? And I, I saw roads going from one city to another city and then from those cities back to the mountain. And I realized what happens is that it's an organism, that each one of those cities represents a region or area or whatever, but those regions in turn are reaching out to others, but they're all, they're all memory now, this is important. They're not saying come and build relationships with us horizontally. They're preaching the message to go to the mountain. Mm. Remember, vertical. Everything has got to be about the message of go vertical and be with Jesus. Mm. And then he says, now look. And I looked and I saw around that mountain. On, every, on the horizon, 360 degrees, I saw more cities. And I saw cities connected to cities. And I saw layers of cities connected behind the cities, and all of those cities had roads leading back to the mountain. Mm. And, and the Lord was showing me that this is the gospel. Mm. This is how the church is formed. Now, influencers is an expression of the gospel. Uh, we're just another one of them. We're a unique expression. I think what is unique is that of our intentionality to be vertical, very dedicated to that, very specialized in that. Mm. And that's just our calling. That's the way God's formed us, and that's where we fit. That doesn't mean that other people who don't fit in our mold are wrong. That's just not, not it, man. Mm -hmm. It's just that we have our own place that God's called us and formed us and fitted us. But I do think it's a key part of helping the body of Christ to remember who we are and what's missing. Because so much of what's happening in the body of Christ, even in churches and all around, is that we're dri driving this thing more toward each other. Social relationships and, and social changes in the world and all of those are good, but we're forgetting our heart. Mm -hmm. Forgetting our purpose, we're forgetting our destiny, we're forgetting the intentionality of about it being a relationship with King Jesus. You think you th think it could be because it's the narrow gate, it's it's the road less traveled because it's hard, because you got to unload those backpacks, because you got to face stuff you don't want to deal with, you know. Yeah. Could it be? Oh yeah. The other seems yeah. a little easier. Yeah, it's, you can show up at a community group or your church, 
no preparation, just show up, let somebody maybe feed you or show you a video, and then you go home. You know, no no personal responsibility. <laughs> right, yeah. Low commitment. Yeah. You know, if, I just would challenge everybody to do their homework and go to what Jesus said. Don't, don't let any other thing filter in your mind. Just use what Jesus said about being his disciple. Let that define it. Yeah. Let him define a disciple and what it takes to follow him. Mm-hmm. I see in there things like deny yourself, take up your cross, yeah. and follow me. I see in there things like seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things should be added to you. That tells me vertical, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Uh, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I see that as vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, be a living, holy sacrifice, acceptable God. I see that as vertical. Mm-hmm. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I see that as vertical. Everything I'm seeing nowadays that has to do in the New Testament has to do with the, the, the intentional vertical orientation of the family of God toward the relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm. Well, and, and we were talking the other day the story of Elijah when Elijah called his predecessor Elisha mm-hmm. and he was out plowing the field in the Old Testament in First Kings whatever and he uh, and he was all in for God so he he tore up his plow and he made it into a fireplace and burned the oxen right so he was all in gave it to the people I think he went vertical <laughs> oh yeah yeah I mean it was a hundred percent yeah at first he wanted to say well let me go bear my let me go say goodbye to my family yeah, yeah, and, uh, 95% in right? yeah, yeah. and then he went all in he said Elijah said I don't think you're ready <laughs> that's right it's kind of like the Navy SEALs you know go ring the bell you're not ready yeah. oh yeah yeah so he, he had to he had to ring the bell he didn't ring the bell he burned the plow and, and he, he burned the bridges behind him didn't he that's right no that's return right. yeah no return going back yeah and that doesn't mean every guy's going to go sell his business or, or you know become full-time missionaries or whatever. No, it just means all in for God, wherever you are. So. Yeah, and you know the thing about it is that He is all in for us. That's right. And I think the the one I found by, own, by in my own life here, Brian, it's not what God is willing to do me do for me. It's what I'm willing to allow Him to do for me. Yeah, yeah. Because you see, I have to get out of the way a lot of stuff, and I have to really surrender. And I have to be intentional. I have to make it purposeful in my life. Um, but every step I take toward him, he takes a step toward me. Yeah. No, he takes two steps toward me. He, he's, <laughs> he does most of the work. Mm. Well, I think our time's about up. I appreciate your time, Rocky. And, and, you know, we just want to keep pointing people to an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. That's what we're all about and mm-hmm. what this whole ministry is yeah. all about. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you don't know anything about influencers or the journey or process, uh, go to our website, uh, www.influencers.org, and there's a lot of resources on there to, to find out more about us. Uh, we would love to help you get plugged in. And and more and more, there's more activity all over the country, so there's there's a chance we have someone near you, or we'll show you how to start a journey group wherever you are if, you, if there's no journey groups there. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network Podcast, and I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And we're signing off, encouraging you to abide in Christ and to go make disciples. God bless you.